Welcome to the Construction User 2.0 from the Association of Union Constructors. In this podcast, we explore the latest labor trends, industry insights, and important issues in the world of construction. Join us for conversations with industry leaders, subject matter experts, and innovative visionaries as we discuss how we are building the world of tomorrow. A celebration of safety unlike any other, the NMAPC's 2023 Zero Injury Safety Awards are right around the corner. ZISA recognizes the best of the best in construction safety, from small projects to million work-hour jobs. Today, we have John Burke, Vice President of the State Group, winner of the ZISA Top Gold Star Award in 2022. We'll prepare for the 2023 awards and hear from John how the State Group fostered an environment that made last year's awards possible. Welcome, John Burke. Awesome. Hello and welcome, Mr. John Burke. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Kurt. Glad to be here. So we always try to keep this light and kind of conversational, and I always want to start that with just a ridiculous question. And so I've got to ask, what's the last song you had stuck in your head? Like, you know, that song that you just, the earworm that sticks with you all day. Uh, that's a good one. Um, you know what? It's, uh, man, you, you got me stumped here. Jeez, Kurt. No uh, one is going to judge you if you say a Disney princess song. I'm just throwing that out there. Right, right, It'll be fine. right. Well, we, we, you know, we talked a little earlier, and uh, I'm going to go with um, Easy Like Sunday Morning. You know, the minute you said Easy Like Sunday Morning a minute ago, I was like, I'm willing to bet that comes <laughs> up again. I'm willing to bet that comes up again. Okay. That's a good song to have stuck in your head, for what it's worth. You know what? It's, it's a bit soothing. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So let me start off with, you know, people that are listening that are less familiar with the state group or, or, you know, it's not one of those names that tells you what General Motors tells you they're generally, what does the state group do? Give me kind of the top level view. Yeah, sure, sure. So state group was established in 1961. We're a multi-trade contractor, more servicing, um, you know, a lot of the uh, automotive industry, steel, we, we cover, um, we cover uh, basically electricians, millwrights, sheet metal, carpenters, laborers, operating engineers. We have international agreements uh, really with all of the uh, all the building trades. And not trying to feed a, a, a softball of a question, but you know, no contracting is particularly is it none of it's a desk job. None of it is sitting in a in an air conditioned office, but you know, sheet metal, electric, you're working with some of the 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 heavy stuff, the the, the dangerous and sort of austere environments. You know, we've we've taken on some uh, some major projects throughout the years, from from heavy rigging to you know data centers to low voltage. I mean, it's 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 a really a uh, a wide variety of work. But you're absolutely right. There's some significant components when it comes to uh, when it comes to safety. There there really is. It's uh, there's some 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 real risk. So, you know, as, as I, I know, you know, we have our, our zero injury safety awards just coming up in, in just a few weeks. And last year, the state group, you guys were our top gold star winner. You were the you had the most zero injury safety, the most zero injury like work hours uh, across the NMA. Talk to me a little bit about that. That's I mean, that's quite the accomplishment. It is it really it's a testament to the team. It's a testament to the. To, to the customer, owner, client, it's a testament to the building trades. It's uh, it's a group effort, right? That particular award was at the Alcoa Warwick uh, Power Generating Facility, 
And um, that, that's been ongoing since 2008. So we've maintained that culture. Our first, uh, first award was in 2008 for that facility. And we've been able to maintain that throughout the years. And it, it, it really is a, a testament to the team that uh, oversees that site. So from 2008 to 2022 at a power plant, not a single reportable injury, zero reportable injuries in many years. Correct. Correct. That I, I just, it blows my mind when I first kind of started learning just what all went into, you know, the zero injury and the places you guys are working. You know, it's, it's not like someone didn't slip on tile here. You guys are working in some crazy environments and, and to maintain that kind of culture is you guys have maintained a safety from 2008. What has helped you build that culture? So exactly that, Kurt. It is a culture. That culture is, it starts from the boots on the ground to the top. Um, our, our, our CEO and president is extremely engaged in the safety and it's driven down. It, it, it really, we start each shift with a job safety analysis. We create a plan. We work the plan. We have stretch and flex. It, it, it's really a testament to our tradespeople that are, are following the process. It's our tradespeople. It's the safety team. It, it's the owner client that we work for that demands that safety culture. And, and we appreciate working for those clients. It's really, it, it's a collaboration from the teams from the top down. I, I definitely hear that, you know, and I don't think anyone would really disagree with the concept that safety as a culture has has changed just in not even my lifetime in my career amount of time. If you look at the safety culture over the last 10 years to 20 years to 30 years, you don't have to you don't have to look back that far to see people institutionalized, really high risk behaviors. And that has that has been changing rapidly. But you guys at you know 2008, this kicked off. You guys have been way ahead of that curve. How did that, like, what prompted you to get to be so far ahead of the curve on, on that kind of environment when everyone else was move it faster, get it done quicker and cheaper? You guys took it seriously first. It's our people, right? It's our people. It's their family. As employers, we owe it to them that they go home the same way that they came in. Without them, we, we have nothing, right? So... We owe it to them. We owe it to their families that everyone goes home safe. That's that's our that's our model when it comes to safety. Now, you probably just answered this question, but so what's the key to keeping it going? Just making sure you don't bring in a bad apple. Like, how do you how do you how do you keep that momentum going? When we onboard our personnel, um, we go through extensive orientation. We go through training documents, videos, um, quizzes and we start that culture from the first hour the employees on board with us you know one of our sites are they're doing a fantastic job showing that culture um it's something we've implemented you know as these guys go through these guys and gals go through the orientation they sign they sign off on a big whiteboard in, in that training facility stating that they've acknowledged that our ultimate goal is that everyone goes home safe. They've acknowledged, they've signed that they've acknowledged our orientation. They get up and they sign their name to that board stating that they are on board with our policies and they're going to do everything that they can do in their power to make sure that they go home the same way they came in. That's amazing. It definitely starts on day one. How do you maintain that kind of culture 
when there's obviously stakeholders that needs things done a little faster, a little cheaper, moving a little bit, there's got to be some friction there. How do you navigate that? That's always the key, right? I mean, every project has deliverables, has timelines. You know, the only way to do it is to do it right. I mean, we, we are not going to jeopardize our employees or our reputation to, to meet an unrealistic deadline. I mean, we're just, we're just not. Thankfully, we almost select our owner clients, right? We're not just out trolling, if you will, to get customers. A lot of our customers come to us due to our reputation. Um, and, and that's key, really. I mean, we, we target our owner clients. No, that's, and that, that's a great testament to your skill that you get to do that, that you're not out there, you're not trolling for work, you're, turning, you're not necessarily turning it away, but you're being selective of who you get to work with. Yeah, because the key there is you want to work with clientele that appreciates your safety, not how fast you can get something done. Great partners make a difference in any industry, but ours are the best. So let's take a moment for the Milwaukee Minute. Milwaukee Tool is dedicated to providing a full range of trade-focused solutions that increase confidence and productivity on the job site. One example of that commitment is OneKey, our connectivity platform that puts job site management into your hands, allowing you to track what matters through the industry's largest Bluetooth tracking community. This purpose-built tracking hardware and software gives you the ability to customize, track, and manage your tool inventory, fundamentally changing the way you interact with your tools. Together, the OneKey app and the IoT Connected Power Tools deliver superior task-specific power, precision, quality, and repeatability to help you and your crew work smarter. The free app grows with your business, addressing inventory pain points, increasing productivity, and decreasing downtime. Learn more about the OneKey platform at onekey.milwaukeetool.com. So my next question you actually just kind of answered, but it's, we have an industry, you know, with, we talk, you know, we call it the tripartite. We have the, we have the, the owners that have, they need the job done. We have the labor that is, that is working, the labor unions that are working to, you know, protect the individual laborers. And we have the contractors that have been kind of there to facilitate that. That's three different groups with three somewhat different uh, value propositions for three somewhat different goals in mind. Is there ever any friction kind of trying negotiating a safety culture? I think everybody's on board without safety, without our people, we're, we're nothing, right? So whether it's a union member, if he's injured and can't work, you know, he's not keeping the wheels turning at the union hall, whether it's an employee who's injured and can't work, he's not keeping the contractor going. And, and if, you know, same goes down to the owner client, if we're not there performing, we can't give him what he needs. So, you know, everybody has the same goal. I think we really align when it comes to that between the building trades councils, be, between the owner client and between the state group. I think everybody aligns that first and foremost, safety's key. I think we definitely can all agree on that. So tying back into, you know, the zero injury safety awards are the, the awards are coming up um, October 26th. And again, you guys were our top gold star winner last year. Why is it important that we kind of celebrate safety? Does it make a difference that to win this award? Does it, does it matter to have a plaque on the wall? Why should we celebrate the safety? Well, it, it's really something to be proud of. You know, when, when we participate in the awards, first and foremost, what I like to do is I really enjoy getting the stickers because what I do is I take those stickers 
and I try to get them to the guys in the field, right? Because they're part of it. So not every member who who's who hits those who helps us hit those numbers can participate in the event, obviously, right? But we celebrate it with a luncheon, with shirts for the team, with the stickers that you guys provide us. You know, something that simple really helps send the message to the guys in the field that we really appreciate what they've done. And it, it's like I stated earlier, our ultimate goal is, is to make sure that they go home the same way they came in. I love that. And, you know, n- no spoilers because no spoilers, but this year we've, we've added something that's a little cooler than a sticker. Don't go wrong. Still stickers, but there's a, we, hopefully we we'll, we're giving you something this year that'll be a little bit cooler or additionally cool to, to kind of have access for them to have that again, no spoilers, but I think you'll be, you'll be, uh, there's, there's treats in store at, uh, at this year's ZISA. That's awesome, Kirk. Cause the guys really do, the guys and gals really do appreciate it. So in sharing that success in the stickers, in the t-shirts, in the, in, in the, you know, the posts and everything like that, do you think that they're getting the message? Do you think that it, do you think that the guys get it? The guys and girls, the, the people on the ground, are the, do they feel the, uh, do they feel that accomplishment? I do. You know what the most rewarding part is when you're on a site and you're talking to some of your employees, whether they're, you know, longtime employees or whether they're new and, and let's face it in, in the, the construction industry, especially the union construction industry, a lot of the team has multiple, has had multiple employers. And when they come to you and they thank you for the culture you're created and they say to you, you know, you guys provide the best tools, the, the safest equipment, the best harnesses, the best lanyards, that means something, right? It, it really does. There, that's probably one of the most rewarding things you can hear that you know you're doing the right thing for your employees. That That's a great message to hear. No, that is. I, I heard once, you know, people don't quit jobs, they quit leadership. They don't, you, you know, people don't leave the work, they leave the job site. People creating that culture where people feel, feel taken care of, heard, seen, recognized. I think there's there's something to really be said for that because, you know, an electrician's work from job to job is not going to be that terribly different. I could be totally wrong there. You know, or to pick any trade, their job, their their skill is going to be somewhat transferable from job site to job site. But there's definitely a difference in the quality of life, the quality of the environment. People don't quit the job or the trade. They 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 don't like the work environment. So so creating that work environment that people feel and recognize that I, I think is is really admirable and awesome. Yeah, and you know an example of that as far as our electricians go, you know we're we're we've eliminated all pocket knives, and you know we've gone to Milwaukee power strippers, right? So you know some some guys just want to pull out a jackknife and and strip the cable themselves. Well, we've taken it one step further and said, you know what, guys, we're, we're, we're eliminating pocket knives. Everybody's going to wear cut level five gloves. We owe it to them, right? And, you know, they, they come work for state and they're using a Milwaukee power cable stripper and they don't want to go back. They don't want to go back to, you know, to a, to a pocket knife and, and go into a contractor that doesn't value safety the way state, state group does. 
you know, and I will say, you know, not to you know, trigger warning for those at home, graphic content ahead, uh, doing electrical work on a job site many, many years ago, trying to strip a wire suit, not a union site, not doing it safely. I have a scar on my finger from when I was not wearing the gloves and was using a knife improperly. Uh, it will be with me forever. So I get it. That's a that's a great thing because everyone's like, hey, I've got a knife in my pocket. I can do this real quick and easy. And uh, yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> You're not the only one out there, Kirk. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I look at it daily. It's a, it's a probably one in five. You know, when it comes to that trip, right? Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a good gash. So I get that. So kind of shifting gears and wrapping up is that obviously, you know, you guys have been going since 2008. People are, you know, moving up. They're moving on to other roles. You're bringing in new people. You have these onboardings, and we have this kind of younger generation coming in. Are the younger guys more or less interested in safety? Are they are they expecting? Do you have to reel in the young guys and teach them the safety, or is this younger generation kind of already on board with it? I truly believe the younger generation is on board. The older generation was harder to break. You know, we went from no harnesses required to harnesses. Um, you know, six foot rules, gloves. I mean, it, it's really hard to to walk out in the field and tell one of our senior employees, hey, I know you've been doing this for 40 years, but you're doing it wrong. We need you to wear a glove. We need you to turn your hard hat around so you're brim forward, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's tough. And, you know, we work in environments that are really tough. They're hot. They're humid. They're, I understand. I, I, I come from the field. I fully understand. Sometimes it's, it's not ideal to be, wearing full PPE, right? I, I fully understand that, that we encounter field conditions, but I believe that the opportunities there, the equipment's there, the PPE's there, everybody wants to do the right thing. It's sometimes bad habits that you gotta correct. And I truly believe the younger generation is easier to mold because they've never done it, right? Where the older generation, you know, including myself, when, when, when I started in the trades, we did not have harnesses. We didn't even have body belts yet. Right. And now you're telling somebody they got to tie off. Well, I've never tied off for 20 years. And now this is, this is more dangerous, right? You know, you had that argument years ago. It's more dangerous to tie off than it's not. Well, it's, it, unfortunately, that's not the case. It's, it's the mindset, but it's not the case, but long-winded answer but the truth be told, if you haven't created bad habits, it's it's easier for you to embrace a safe workplace, right? Absolutely. No, absolutely. I've I've seen that as well. I've uh, I've worked in 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 union stage rigging, so lighting and and big you know con concert like lighting rigs and things. And I will say, as they started tightening down on our harnesses and how often we had to tie off and how they, a lot of us were like, but no, I, I walk steel, I'm fine. And uh, yeah, we weren't, but yeah, I totally agree. It's harder to break the old guys. And I'm glad to hear that the young ones are, uh, are taking it easily, taking it uh, in stride. That goes back to the building trades, right? I mean, you know, they're not dispatching anybody without an OSHA 10, you know, they want, they're encouraging everybody to do an OSHA 30. So it, you know, kudos to them as well. I mean, cause it, like, like we said, it's tripartite. It's, we're all in this together. You know, if they, if they send people out that want to be safe, it's, it's easier for our team to make sure they are safe. That makes total sense. Will we be seeing you at ZISA in a few weeks? 
Yes. Yep. State group, uh, fortunately, not only are we there for another gold award for the uh, Alcoa team, we also um, have been recipients of the uh, ZISA awards since 2017 for two of the General Motors facilities, uh, General Motors Lockport and General Motors Tonawanda, as well as in, uh, in 2021, State Group made an acquisition to Beltline, and Beltline's also uh, in receipt for um, two awards coming up and have been for uh, the last two years. And uh, those awards are for Honeywell, as well as uh, Ashland Chemical. So um, it looks like uh, State Group's going to be the recipient of five, five awards this year. So that's, uh, that's awesome. You weren't kidding when you say you've made it a culture. That's really, really incredible. And congratulations on that accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll see you just in a few weeks. But I, I really want to, again, congratulate you on, on this in continued accomplishment. And, and thank you for coming on the show with us today. As always, really looking forward to it, guys. Awesome. Thank you, sir. And we will see you soon. You've just listened to the Construction User 2.0 podcast from the Association of Union Constructors. Don't forget to subscribe to get all future episodes of what is going on and what is current in the union construction and maintenance industry. 